G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Truth is a concept that's very much up for grabs these days. I mean, you think that truth is absolute. Like in a court of law, you examine the evidence, you come to the truth. But these days, we have a much more pliable relationship with the truth because, frankly, we're much more interested in convenience than we are in the truth. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today on the program, we're going to be taking a look at your relationship with the truth from a different perspective. There's a basic truth that applies in every circumstance in this world. It's this, that lies are always seductive. I mean, if you're going to slip someone a lie that'll give you some advantage, which is always the reason that you slip them a lie, you're going to want to make it appear incredibly attractive and seductive to get them to swallow it. I mean, if it looks ugly and it tastes bitter, they're not going to swallow it, are they? So whenever the devil dishes you up a lie, remember, he's going to make it look attractive because he wants you to swallow it. And when something looks attractive, we justify taking it and swallowing it on the basis that it is, after all, attractive. Think about it. You're struggling with your weight. You always have done. Your blood sugar's up and you're out for dinner and the dessert trolley comes around and the selection of desserts is out of this world. You choose the chocolate mud cake with cream and and grated chocolate to decorate the plate. There's no way you should be eating that chocolate cake, but you've been seduced because, well, it's seductive, right? That's the pattern of temptation and sin. It's an incredibly well-worn path that the devil uses over and over again in our lives. First, he distorts the truth, as he did with Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say to you, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? Well, actually, no, that's not what God said at all. And Eve feeds the truth back to the devil. Verse 2 of Genesis chapter 3. The woman said to the servant, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you will die. So she knows the truth, dang. So now it's time for the devil to trot out his tool of making the lie appear seductive and attractive, something to be desired. Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 to 6. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she gave some to her husband who was there with her and he ate. Now, do you get the picture? That's the devil's pattern. If the bald-faced distortion or lie doesn't work, he goes with seduction, which almost always works, because attractive things are easily justified. The Bible says that you and I need to be aware of the wiles of the devil. Well, 
now you are. In this series, we're talking about setting boundaries in our lives, good boundaries, right boundaries, boundaries that keep us pure and holy, boundaries that protect us from evil and yet leave us open to acts of generosity and sacrifice. So far, we've talked about the boundaries of the heart and the boundaries of the mind. And right now, we're going to chat about the boundaries that you and I need to set around the truth. Truth, the idea of there being an absolute form of truth, is extremely unpopular in this day and age. Why? Well, because the devil, the prince of this world, as he's called, since time immemorial, has been sowing seductive lies so successfully that people have accepted the lies. And now they think of them as truth, their truth. I can have my truth, you can have your truth, and all that's fine. Truth is a relative concept. In fact, if it works for you, buddy, that's fine. But don't at any point try to tell me that your truth is the only truth. That's wrong, because we live in a pluralistic world where all sorts of competing truths are accepted as being, well, true. The problem with that is... That is just not true, because there's only one truth that will ever give you the freedom that you're looking for. Jesus put it like this, John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, where do you go to find the one truth that leads to freedom? John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, you try peddling that idea of exclusive, absolute truth out there in the marketplace, and you are going to get shouted down, ridiculed, laughed at, and marginalized. And as a result, countless men and women and children who believe in Jesus forsake the truth in order to be popular or to be accepted or or to be apparently relevant. We want to water down the gospel of Jesus. We, we want to be accepted by this world. That's what's happening in the lives of many individual Christians. That's what's happening in the lives of many churches and even denominations. Truth is up for grabs in the popularity stakes, isn't it? I'd like to remind you, however, that this is nothing new. Jesus told the truth, and it was hard for many to come to grips with it. John chapter 6, verses 66 to 70. Because of this, because of what he'd said, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, yet one of you is a devil? He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, for he, though one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So, when it comes to the truth, the hard truth about the gospel, about sin, about repentance, which one are you? Are you one of the many that turned their backs on Jesus and walked away? Are you one of those? Or are you perhaps one of the faithful disciples, the eleven, who even though they weren't able to stand with Jesus during his trial and crucifixion, remained faithful to the truth? Or are you Judas Iscariot, who whilst he held to the outward form of godliness, denied its power, rejected the truth, and betrayed Jesus? I can't answer that question for you. Only you can. But let me say this. Jesus had a clear boundary around the truth. He refused to deviate from it. And as a result, he was nailed to a cross. That's the boundary he set for himself. It was an absolute boundary. 
Even though the world turned against him and even his closest friends deserted him, the truth was more important than anything else because he is the truth. It seems to us so often that really it's not so important that we stick to the truth. In any case, there are so many shades of grey out there. What does it matter? Surely the idea of truth as being black or white these days is an outdated concept. Surely. But alone in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed something special for you and me. He said to his father of us in John chapter 17, verse 17, They don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in the truth. In other words, the truth was so important that Jesus died for it, so that we could be sanctified, made made holy and pure in that absolute truth. So, in the light of the price that Jesus paid for the truth to be in you, what boundaries are you going to put around the truth in your life? with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.